the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Monday on The Answer means it's time for Josh Pick and Money Monday, 1235 p.m. every Monday. Join Josh and I for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. Friday night at 7 and Saturday at noon. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. And Josh, we have school starting, and a lot of people might be thinking college getting a year closer or uh, maybe starting to really plan ahead. Maybe it's five years out, 10 years out. Generally, there's a 529 plan, I know, to help people save for college, but I'm not sure I know what a 529 plan is. And I know that you have, obviously, lots of vehicles for people to deal with big bills that are coming in the future. How do you counsel clients in regard to saving for their children's future college education? Well, not all investments are created equal and not all investments are treated equally when you look at for purposes of college. For example, money that's in a child's name is treated much differently than a money that's in the parent's name for the purposes of grants, student aid, et cetera. So, you know, not much unlike many of the things that we deal with when it comes to financial planning. Uh, a lot of the rules don't necessarily make sense. They're nuanced, but they can make a giant difference. So I would highly recommend, like I always say, the best time to start planning is Yesterday, the second best time is today, so I would I would definitely uh, get on it as quick as possible. It can make a big difference. But to speak specifically about the 529 plan, uh, 529 plans allow you to put away money for your kid's college. Uh, it's after-tax money, much like a Roth IRA. It grows tax-deferred, but as long as you use that money for educational expenses, it's completely tax-free. So think of it as the Roth IRA for education. Now, on top of that, uh, if you use the correct 529 plan, which every state kind of assigns, this is our approved 529 plan, then you can get a state income tax deduction. And in Ohio, that's up to $4,000 per child. So, you know, if you're in the 4% state income tax bracket, you can save an extra up to 160 bucks a year in state income taxes by contributing to a 529. Josh Pick with Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040 to set up your free consultation. No obligation at all. Aptus Wealth Management located in Lewis Center. You can also make your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. That number again, 614-917-1040. Okay, so 529 plan, it's great. It's kind of tax deferred type thing. What freedom do you have? What uh, spectrum is open to someone who wants to take advantage of that in terms of the investment vehicles? Are you limited there? Is it stocks? Is it mutual funds? Does the client determine that or is it set by someone else? Yeah, the client determines it or the advisor that's you know assisting the client. And you are somewhat limited. Think of it as a kind of like a 401k um, you know, potpourri of investments. Now, those investments do range in Ohio anywhere from investing in, you know, large cap growth fund all the way down to a money market or a CD. So you do have quite a bit of latitude in the investments, but you are selecting just from kind of a cafeteria planner. Here are your 20 choices. The other thing that I hear oftentimes, you know, as far as limitations is it does have to be used for education. And as the landscape of, you know, what your children are going to do for their career for the rest of their life somewhat changes, many people going into 
you know, fields where they say, I want to, I want to just be an electrician or I would love to my own business, whatever it might be. There are some restrictions on what you can use it for. So oftentimes uh, when I speak to parents, they're saying, uh, you know, while a 529 plan is very attractive from a tax perspective, what if my child decides not to go to college? Mm. Are there other vehicles that I can utilize so that I can help them out with starting a small business? Or, you know, if my child goes off the reservation and goes a little rogue, I don't want to just give them free money for the sake of giving them free money. So I'd like to have a little bit more control on not only what I spend it on, but to what amount and when. And there are other options for that um, that you can kind of use for dual purpose. If you don't end up using it for a kid's education, you can use it for your own retirement or purchasing a house. So it's important to look at all the different options you have available and everybody's situation is a little unique, but what you choose can make a dramatic difference uh, in your ability to help your kid pay for college or whatever but you might want to help them with. Join Josh Pick and myself Friday night at 7 for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. It replays here on The Answer on Saturdays at noon. Uh, what about somebody who's waited too long or waited, you know, didn't start early enough, and now they're in a situation where they have college costs to cover and the student loan option is out there for them? The rates on these things are... Uh, a little higher than I thought. Uh, one with service fees is at about 7%. Another with service fees is over 12%. Home equity lines are lower than that, but now a lot of people don't itemize anymore because under President Trump, the standard deduction was raised to where most people don't need to itemize anymore. So your mortgage interest, your home equity interest, not necessarily something that you get much of a tax advantage for because you're not itemizing. Uh, how do you assess student loans? I know we've had uh, that in the headlines a lot, but student loans versus maybe tapping into investments as a fiduciary, somebody who's legally obligated to do what's best for your clients, how would you advise somebody who comes to you with that issue? Yeah, there's no question that rates have changed quite a bit over the last uh, you know, 8 to 12 months, and that has affected student loan rates. So what may have been the best advice two years ago has changed dramatically today. I would have suggested that, for the most part, people take student loans five years ago because interest rates were so low and you could play the arbitrage of the difference between what your investments are earning versus what your student loan rates are charging you. Now, fast forward to today, and maybe that doesn't make as much sense anymore as you just illustrated, you know, 7 to 12% in interest rates. So we really have to start investigating a bunch of creative ideas here, ranging from, like you said, home equity all the way to leveraging off of our investments. You know, a lot of people don't know that you can actually take a loan against your investments to some capacity. Uh, and sometimes that even makes sense. But without giving a specific answer, because it's different for everybody, just know that how do you utilize them will change uh, the landscape of how you uh, end up getting through college, but also how you qualify for different types of loans. Not all loans are created equal. Some are subsidized for college and some are unsubsidized. And what that means is while your child is going to school, if your loan is subsidized, then the interest does not accrue, nor do you owe any payments on the interest until you graduate. Well, 7% doesn't matter near as much if it doesn't really start accruing for four years. But if it's unsubsidized and the juice is flowing and it's just accruing interest over time, well, then that's a different dynamic. So it really does, Bruce, uh, matter on the individual family situation. 
Uh, all good topics to set up and chat about with Josh and his team during your free consultation. No obligation at all. Set it up today, 614-917-1040, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Uh, my wife and I sat for that consultation, and we became Aptus clients, and we're very happy. So set your own consultation up, 614-917-1040. Okay, last thing. Uh, there's a study out from Bank of America. won't bother you with the details, but basically there's a lot more people taking hardship distributions from their 401k plans than uh, has been the case in the past. Uh, What are the limitations on something like that? And how would you feel as somebody who's handling investments for people and legally obligated to do what's best for them because you're a fiduciary? What would you say to them if they come to you with that kind of an idea? We have to know that time value of money is very important. Your biggest asset when it comes to investing is, in fact, time. So anytime you take money out of a 401k, you have essentially forfeited all of the future growth or time on those assets. And to kind of give you some perspective of how much that could be, if you're 25 years old right now and you plan on retiring when you're 65 and you take $10,000 out of your 401k today, it is the equivalent of taking out it. It's going to double every 10 years. So 20, 40, 80, 160,000. So you're forfeiting $150,000 potentially of growth. So inherently, it's not a great idea. That said, the, the mere definition of calling it a hardship withdrawal means that it's really only for a couple of purposes. Because to qualify for a hardship withdrawal, it means that you do not have to pay the 10% penalty, even though you're not 59 and a half, or you may be eligible to not pay it. And to do that, it's either for the purchase of a home or for essentially medical or funeral expenses. So I would hope that we haven't seen such a surge in medical and funeral expenses that that's the case. So let's assume it's because of the rising cost of housing. Um, that becomes a, a more difficult conversation because sometimes that can make a tremendous amount of sense. And sometimes it can be a want and not a need and a foolish financial decision. But I believe, anecdotally at least, it's probably because of our current house housing situation. Uh, sound advice always awaits you when you chat with Josh and the Aptus team. 614-917-1040. Their number set up your free no-obligation consultation. And join Josh and I on Friday at 7 p.m. for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. It airs also Saturdays at noon. Josh joins me for Money Monday every Monday at 1235. Always great to chat with you, my friend. We'll see you on Friday. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, sometimes I look at headlines and I think, didn't I just see this headline? And the answer is yes, you did just see this headline. But you're seeing it again. Joe Biden was at the beach on Sunday in Delaware. Didn't I just see this headline? Wasn't he just on vacation on the beach at Delaware? Now, I'm not a big beach guy. Uh, I don't like sand in my shoes, in my clothes and everywhere. But uh, that's okay. If you're a beach guy, that's fine. But when you're the president of the United States... I think it's a little bit of a bad look to go on vacation to the beach. And then five days after you come back from a vacation at the beach, you're on the beach again. Does Joe Biden know they have beaches in Hawaii? Would it be a place where maybe a president ought to pay a visit to Hawaii as they dig out of the wildfires that have claimed now 96 lives? After all, it's hard to find. Hawaii is removed from mainland U.S., of course. So we kind of tend to forget about it, and it doesn't have a lot of electoral muscle, and it's just a paradise, right? But Hawaii 
is even more Democrat than California. You would think if there was any place Joe Biden was going to visit in the aftermath of a disaster, it would be Hawaii. But not only has he not visited, Sunday while he was at the beach, Joe Biden was asked if he had anything to say uh, about the wildfires in Hawaii that have just devastated the town of Lahaina and pretty much the entire island of Maui. And the president said, no comment. He no commented on wildfires that have leveled the town of Lahaina, where millions of Americans have vacationed over the last how many decades? No comment? The man no commented on wildfires ravaging Hawaii? Uh, wow. Can, here, let me just, can you, I, I will I will do it. I will go down this path. Can you imagine if Trump had said no comment to something like the Hawaii wildfires? Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to imagine. Thanks to the Twitter account of Stephen Miller uh, of The Spectator, we have <laughs> we have headlines from The Washington Post. Lost weekend. How Trump's time at his golf club hurt the response to Hurricane Maria. Uh, from the New York Daily News. Not to be confused with the New York Post, the New York Daily News. Trump once again spends the day at his Virginia golf course as Florida braces for catastrophic hurricane. Hurricane Donald Trump clearly, according to the New York Daily News, should have been out there finding a tall, high rock to stand on like Moses in the Ten Commandments. And Trump should have held up his hands and the sheer force of his will held the hurricane back from striking the Florida coast. I guess that was the uh, direction the New York Daily News was going with that. Uh Here's a headline from CNN Politics. Why Donald Trump golfing during Hurricane Dorian is a problem. Oh, yes, a problem. But Biden, no commenting on the wildfires in Hawaii. Oh, I'm sure he'll get raked over the coals for that one. He'll be like a pig at a luau raked over the coals for saying no comment on the Hawaii wildfires. Uh, The damage is just... Amazing. 1,800 homes and structures leveled. 1,600 people housed in shelters. Uh, They now estimate the fire spread over 2,100 acres. And there's two wildfires on Maui. One is 60% contained, another 85% contained. But there's not much left to damage, not much left to ravage, not much left to burn down. So um, here's what I predict will happen with uh, Hawaii. Everything on that island that is needing to be rebuilt will have to be rebuilt with supplies that are, of course, flown in or shipped in. The cost of rebuilding will be such that the locals will be priced out of the town which has been their home and their family's home for decades, and that the island will be taken over. It'll become, you know, in a in a, in a little bit of a... Similarity, it'll become what, if you've been a longtime season ticket holder to Ohio State sports, you have been progressively marginalized and moved aside for people who will 
pay more for the ticket that you've had for years and years and years. They do it by raising ticket prices. They do it by charging for things they didn't used to charge for, like parking and things like that. If you have been a season ticket holder at Ohio State for football or basketball for 30 years, the increased cost that you are paying now is not just the increased cost of ticket prices. You've got to be a member of this club or that club or this initiative or that initiative or whatever to preserve your right to buy tickets. This is what's going to happen on Maui. This is what's going to happen with the reconstruction of Lahaina. They're not going to put it back like it was before. Humpty Dumpty's been burned off the wall, and the people who are going to swoop in there and redo it are the people who have multiple, multiple millions of dollars, and the the natives are now going to work for those people, or they're going to be given enough money to leave the island and go live somewhere else. Uh, if you thought it couldn't get any dumber than Joe Biden saying no comment to the Hawaii wildfires, then you've forgotten that perhaps the craziest person in the federal government is Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono. I've been waiting for Maisie Hirono's pronouncement as to her perspective on the Hawaii wildfires, and I don't have to wait any longer because here it is, courtesy of USA Today. Maisie Hirono, can you guess, says that the Hawaii wildfires are the result of, yes, climate change. Here's the quote. We very much need to acknowledge that climate change is upon us. There are whole states where you can't even use the words climate change because they still have a head in the sand attitude. All right, so let's ponder Maisie Hirono's perspective on this for a second, shall we? She is positing that Maui has been burned beyond uh, immediate repair by wildfires, which I'm not a wildfire expert, but I'm going to say that wildfires are a uh, combination of fire and wind. (laughs) Fire has been around since the first caveman rubbed two sticks together, okay? And wind has also been around Prior to that, I've been to Hawaii. First time in my life was 1988. It was really windy in 1988. I went back in the early 90s. Really windy again. I don't remember my third trip in terms of the year, but I know that I remember it was essentially the same windy place. Then I went back on my honeymoon. Then I went back the year after my honeymoon. Then I went back on my 10-year anniversary. It's been windy every single time. In fact, I played golf on my honeymoon, and I was like, it's impossible to play in this wind. It's like 45 miles an hour. Okay, so I presume Maisie Hirono has been to Hawaii more than I have, yet her pronouncement is, oh, this wildfire, it's the result of climate change. No, no. It is the result of extremely high winds from a hurricane 800 miles away, and an as-yet-unidentified fire source. But leave it to Maisie Hirono to bring, and and Joe Biden, to bring stupid to the table on the Hawaii wildfire. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.